Yo, welcome back. Quick preview for you about what's coming your way. So if you're a dude and you've been raised uh, any time in the last couple of decades, the instructions that you've been given in order to become more attractive to women, in order to become more attractive in the bedroom, is to become more dominant, right? And usually what people mean by that is you, you got to demonstrate that you're a leader. But what does that even fucking mean, right? There's so many ways to take on leadership in a way that is actually damaging to your reputation and hurts your ability to become attractive. So today, Scott and I break down exactly what those pitfalls are, how we learn to grow through them and avoid them, and how to lead without becoming an asshole. All that and more coming your way in the next 45 minutes. Get you inside. Yo, welcome back to the podcast. My name is Rob Wong, and with me today, Scott Pagliaccio. What's up, family? How's everybody doing out there? Yo, um, I think today we're going to be covering off on leadership, and particularly why most men fail at leadership. Um, so if, if you're on this podcast, you probably already know why that's important, right? It's one of the most attractive things that you can do when it comes to dating, sex, love, relationships. But what does it even fucking mean? And where are most men going wrong with this? Um, so most of this, I think, is going to be centered around Scott. I think he has more experience in this particular arena. My, my thing has been like, how do I do this without people? Fuck people. Uh, which, which, which has its benefits, uh, but, <laughs> but if we're talking about leadership, this is exclusively about doing it with people. Um, so why don't, why don't we start off with like, Hey, wh wh what are the pitfalls? Like, where do people mess up when they try to step into leadership? Mm. Um, oh, that's a great question, Rob. Where do people go wrong when they step? when they start to step into the role of leadership. Yeah. And, and, and just, just your opinions. Cause I, I know we're not talking about objective truths here, but like from what you've experienced, what do you, what do you think is a big stumbling point for people? I, th I you know, what just came to me was, um, conflict, like, um, my, my own experience, like being able to discern between someone else's experience and my experience, like staying in my body, and not taking on the other person's like emotional state and being able to listen to them. If, if I'm getting feedback, uh, that's really helpful to like, to, to, yeah, to be able to take on feedback from other people and listen and not take it personally, like really hear through what's coming at me. Because sometimes it feels like blame or, you know, um, something like that. So I'm noticing what's happening inside of my body and I'm really trying to stay present to that and hear what this person is really trying to, to let me know. And, and that's, that, that feels really important. That, that's just what came up for me. Yeah, and I, and I want to point to like, hey, Scott isn't talking about, hey, leadership is you tell everyone else what to do. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it is. Sometimes it's like you set the agenda. But Scott brought up conflict. And so the question that you want to be asking yourself is why? 
So if we look at leadership, it, it is that you have to take big swings. You are creating the structure and framework that people operate inside of. And inside of that, some people might not agree with the way that you're leading. You can't be a leader unless you have the support of the people that you're leading. And so what Scott is pointing to here is if you're going to occupy that role, you better fucking be ready for disagreement. And if your system reacts poorly to disagreement, like mine does, fucking hate it, then it, it doesn't make it very easy for you to be a leader. And there's going to be shit that takes you out. And that's why we're bringing up conflict right here and now. Because if you can't handle that conflict, then people are going to reject you as the leader. And that goes for dating and just like work uh, and any situation where you're expected to take the lead and other people are involved. That's something you have to consider. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can share an experience from earlier today that, you know, kind of speaks to exactly what you're talking about. Um, I was in I was in a place of business uh, with a, with a couple friends of mine. Um, learning, I was learning about cryptocurrency, and that's an area of my life that I've avoided for a really long time. So there was a lot that came up for me in in that moment. Well, in learning, there was I mean I felt completely out of place. I had no orientation. The terminology I didn't understand. So I noticed I was checked out a bunch. Um, there was a lot of conflict happening inside of me. I wasn't as present as I would normally be. And I got feedback from another friend who was witnessing me in this moment of learning and uh, I didn't under, really fully understand what was going on for me until I got her feedback. Um, and then there was, a, there was another layer to that, that the man I was learning from is in, uh, comes to our men's group. And there's another brother who works for my friend who was completely like shut down and needing help. And she noticed that. Um, and she brought something to me. She was like, Hey man, you look completely checked out. Well, well, this man was trying to teach you about cryptocurrency. And then I also noticed that there was another man inside of your men's group who works for me that needed your help. That was completely shut down and you avoided any sort of, um, contact with him. And so I started to get really defensive. I'm like, Jesus, you know, I'm thinking inside of myself, Jesus Christ, I'm doing the best that I can here. Mm -hmm. So what I thought was coming at me felt like blame and, you know, what am I, it really was like, oh, what about me? What about poor little old me and mm -hmm. how I'm feeling? Nobody sees me and you want me to see these other guys? And I ended up getting in my car and just leaving after hearing her feedback, like she was basically saying, Hey, I see who you are, Scott. I know what kind of leader you are. You aren't showing up that way. I see you kind of like completely collapsed. Who the fuck is that guy? And it really sounded like shamey and blamey. And I got in my car and I took off. And then I realized what she was doing was calling me forward. So I turned around and while I turned around, I called the guy who was teaching me. His name is Crypto Larry. 
and I just acknowledged him for his willingness to help me out. And then I also owned my behavior that I wasn't completely present, that I was checked out, that I wasn't really paying attention. And I didn't tell him why. I just said, hey, listen, man, you took the time to help me out today and I feel like I didn't really show up for you. Then I went back to the place of business and I walked into the establishment. I grabbed the, the, the other brother who was shut down and having a really difficult time and I took him outside and I held space for him and I listened to him and I validated his experience. And as I did that, as I apologized and owned my behavior to the one man, I could notice in my body I started to feel strong again. I started to feel like this is what a leader should do. This this feels right. I felt like a three-year-old little boy when I was being defensive in poor little old me. And then when I took this other man by the arm and brought him outside and listened to him and validated his experience, I could e- I could notice even more my body going strong, how much more present I was. I could discern between how I was showing up earlier, how I was showing up now, and I could also understand my f- my other friend who owns this business, her feedback of how she saw me made sense to me. And so there was this wild dynamic going on. It was being aware and not being reactive and I think that's what a leader does is listens past his own activation to someone who is giving him feedback that may be challenging to hear in the moment and instead of shutting down and being defensive, actually rising to the occasion and then powerfully leading himself out of that and into the role of helping others. That's what I, that's what just happened for me today. Yeah. I want to break that down really quickly because it's a big download. Um, (laughs) So if you're listening, then what I heard here was one, a piece of leadership is like being willing to set aside. I am hurt. I deserve X, Y, and Z from these people. And instead it's like, Hey, let me get their experience instead. It's also like this willingness to be criticized or feel criticized um, and take that on as like a growth opportunity. And I, I think that this is like, if you're listening right now, maybe what part of your brain is saying like, oh, well, yeah, of course, that's what you're supposed to do in these situations. I, I could do that. And I'm, I'm going to give you another example here. Like, I feel like all of us feel that way. Like, it's easy to like look at from the outside in and be like, yeah, I would keep my cool in that situation. But like, I've had an experience where like I was having sex with someone and they started giving me feedback about how it could be better. And it was like, oh fuck, like this is the most triggering thing I've ever heard. Like I just wanted to stop and leave. And I was having sex with someone that I think is really attractive, right? There's that instinctive like, oh fuck you then. Like, it's like, okay, yeah, I I don't need this. I don't have to be here. And if you don't learn how to manage that, it's very, very difficult to occupy that role as leader. Um, so maybe we could talk a little bit about that. Like, 
there's a reason why this behavior is very attractive to women, right? Because if you learn how to weather this, you also understand how to deal with rejection, right? You understand how to deal with the hardest parts of life. So she can count on you to keep her safe, right? This is very, very important. We talk about safety quite a bit, but how do you get there, right? We know that this is going to create a great container for amazing sex. We know that this is going to create a great container for being the person that gets a ridiculous amount of dates. You can look at Scott's life for a shining example of that. So now that we know the value of it and why leadership applies to love and sex and dating and almost every other endeavor that you do, right? This applies to business as well. Now we have to answer the question of, okay, this reframe is difficult. How did you do it? Yeah, uh, I think it's just been years and years of practice um, being with my own inner experience. Um, so the practice has been in men's groups. It's been in, you know, being with my children. It's been being with, uh, with other human beings, with you take the lead on giving what it is you want to receive. We've mentioned this about, we've mentioned this on the podcast before. So if I'm in conflict with someone and I continue to argue with them, it's only, it's only going to create more disharmony. So I can hold what's happening inside of me, notice what's happening with them, hold the space, give listening, which in turn, what I've noticed over time in doing this is that it has the other person soften. It has them slow down. So I'm leading what I, how I want them to show up by just modeling, being calm, listening, being non-reactive, letting them work through whatever they need to work through until they feel complete, until they feel seen, until they feel heard and understood. And then also advocating for what I want and need in the moment. Yeah, I feel like I feel like we covered off on a few things and I, I'm reading in between the lines here. So let me know if this lines up, but I think that there are a few different skill sets that I heard inside of that. So if you're listening right now, what I think I heard, and let me know if I'm off base here, Scott, is yeah, sure. first, it's about realizing that everyone has their own subjective reality. The way that I experience the world is going to be almost entirely different from how Scott does and, and you, the listener, right? And it's recognizing that no one subjective reality is the objective truth. I am not making my version of reality more important than yours. That's what leadership is. But there's also an element of, and I see Scott nodding along, an element of, I'm going to find out what your version of reality is. I'm going to communicate mine, but as you're telling me yours, we're going to synchronize. I'm going to understand where you're coming from. I can understand where you're coming from. And that means that I get to be less activated, less angry about what's happening. And when I get less activated, you de-escalate as well. The other piece. Yeah. That, yeah. You, no, I was just seeing how, how that is so helpful inside of a romantic partnership. 
where you mentioned something earlier about feeling safe. Like that, when you mentioned that, it, it just, I could imagine, and I've been there multiple times where I'm arguing with, let's say it's my girlfriend, my wife, or a woman. And instead of me being able to listen to her, it's just this, like, you know, I'm screaming. There's been plenty of times where I've been yelling back, like just totally probably looking like a, a maniac. And so I could see how a woman wouldn't feel safe in a situation like that. So, or anyone else, my kids for that matter, or another, uh, another man, it's just this, you know, this volatile energy. And I could see by just holding it all together and listening past and showing up differently and not being reactive, how that's going to have somebody feel safe and, 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 allow them to, you know, really get out what they need to get out. Um, yeah, yeah, what I'm what I'm really hearing here is that uh, this skill set that we're describing is how do I co regulate emotions with other people, I'm regulating my own emotions while I'm taking care of theirs. Um, and it's very different from a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about, which is how do I sit with my own emotions and deal with them without people. So I, I want to point to something that you mentioned earlier, too, because I think it's pretty relevant. And that's the issue of responsibility. And this was this is me re reading between the lines. Mm -hmm. If I want to be a successful leader, I have to be responsible for my own emotions. Those aren't things that other people are inflicting on me. The minute I start blaming them for that, I am no longer the leader. I'm a crying little boy and I'm throwing a tantrum. The other thing is, though, that responsibility doesn't just end there. I am also going to be, out of graciousness, responsible for the other person's emotions. Hey, me showing up this way had this impact on that other person. I'm going to take responsibility for that. Inside of that as well, there's another meta level of, I have to be willing to be wrong. I have to be willing to look bad counterintuitively being a leader isn't about showing up as the most perfect bulletproof version of you no 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 you have to be willing to be seen in a negative light because mm -hmm. it's going to happen yeah if you want to yeah, be man, the leader that... of millions yeah sorry no uh, no rob you keep going please man you're right yeah like if you look at like the presidential ratings what biden's at like 40 percent or something which which isn't to say that he's doing a bad job all presidents get to that point. It doesn't matter how popular you are, whether or not you've held office for more than one term, that approval rating generally doesn't get above 50% period. So you can have, you, you have to understand that as your leadership ability scales upwards, you're going to get more and more people who don't like you, who don't approve <laughs> of what you're up to. You have to be willing to look bad because if you aren't, you're going to look bad and it's going to fuck you up. And so I think a lot of this is that skill set of like, woo, like I, I have to be willing to be messy too. Like I, I have to be willing to show up in an imperfect way and be all right with that. Um, so I want to check in here, man. Um, does this feel like uh, in line with what you were talking about in terms of what's important for leadership? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'll add another layer. Is it helps to be surrounded by people who will call bullshit on you. 
who know when you're showing up in, in an incongruent way, because that's what happened for me today. The, I was with some pretty solid people and one of them, you know, let me know, Hey man, I don't, I don't see you showing up in the way you normally do. And that's, and we need that guy right now. And that's really helpful as well to have a team of people around you that will call you forward. They'll call bullshit on you. They'll let you know when you're not showing up in a, in a, in a strong way. Um, and it sometimes it doesn't sound like that nice. Like, Hey, <laughs> it never does. We, hey Scott, you, I love you. You're a great guy. And we need you to, it was like, no, like, listen, it was hard to hear what my friend was trying to tell me. She was trying to let me know in the best way she knew how, but it, it didn't feel that way for me. It yeah. felt uncomfortable because what, I, I, what did yeah, she say? Like directly, like if you could quote it, cause like, I want, I want people to get a sense of like, Hey, this is what it's going to sound like. Okay. She said, you were not present. You were not showing up in a way you were paying attention to this guy that was trying to help you out. You had another man over there that was, was in the, in the weeds fucking shit. And you ignored him. And so there was an energy that was coming at me. Like it felt blamey. It wasn't real nice and airy fairy. And I actually got in my car and left. And on my way home, once I had a little space between that, I realized that feedback I could, it was happening, happening at a lot of, at a lot of different levels. I had a little time to process and hear what my friend was trying to tell me. And so I recognized that how I was reacting was from my activation, not from a powerful place of leadership. I couldn't, at, the, at that moment, I couldn't listen past my hurt of feeling blamed. Yeah. And then when I created some space, I, I could hear her voice and I was like, oh, she's right. I was not, I was not any of those things. And I got, I turned the car around and I went back and in one instance, I had to make a phone call to acknowledge my, my friend who was helping me out and, you know, own how I showed up. And then when I got back to her establishment, the employee who is a, another member of our men's group who was collapsed and having a really challenging time. I pulled him outside and I was able to listen to him validate his experience. Like rather than me just being a hurt little boy and wallowing in my own self pity, I listened to what my friend told me and I showed up as that powerful leader. And as I started to show up and reorient and really hear what she had to say, my body went strong. I got my voice back. I showed up. I could tell how I was showing up differently. So the feedback that I got was challenging in the moment because of, of the activation, the hurt little boy. And then as I left and created space, I could hear the feedback. And the calling was for grown-up Scott, powerful leader Scott. <clears throat> excuse me and that started to land and make sense to me 
And so it was really easy for me to reorient, go back, you know, um, problem solve and take ownership of my, of the experience of my own experience. And then step into a role of helping others. I think that's what a leader does. So that's what ended up happening in real time. And there was a lot going on and it just, it happened really within the matter of, you know, minutes. I'm going to throw in here because there's an important point that I I think we could step over, but I want to make sure that like this really sinks in. How many of you in Scott's situation would have just written off that friend? It's like, oh, look at this fucking negative Nancy, like this Karen, like this, this naysayer, this hater, right? Like she's coming at me. It would be really easy for me in this situation to be like, fuck this. I didn't sign up for this. I guess, I guess this is how she really sees me. The leadership quality that God is discussing right here is that you take all feedback as communication and it doesn't have to be beautiful and like, oh, I, I got it immediately, you know, like that person was was just hurt. And like in the moment, really fucking hard to do that. Sometimes leadership is you fuck up, you have your reaction and then you come back around and you clean up. Um, and so I want to map this to like business, right? Like. If you've got like a $10 million deal on the line, your system's going to be keyed up. This is maybe it's the biggest thing that you've ever, ever encountered. And maybe you're selling your business and they start picking your business apart. Hey, your finances aren't accounted for here. Like what's going on with this department? Why are these customer reviews showing up in this fashion, right? It's going to land as an attack unless you're prepared for the emotional onslaught that leadership can sometimes demand. But if you fuck, if, if you lose your cool in that situation, that $10 million deal is gone. Same thing for sex, same thing for dating. She might be like, hey, you're making me uncomfortable, but do you shut down and start blaming her? Do you leave the situation? This is why leadership is important. It's not that it makes you like into some like Uber man that's like suddenly better than other men. It's just that you have the ability and the resilience to stay in situations that other people would normally give up in, right? Sex too. If she starts giving you feedback in the middle of you banging her and you think that you've been doing a great job and she's actually like, nah, that sucked. I was just kind of playing along. Sorry. Are you going to (laughs) react? Yeah. Yeah. Most of us would. It's how and you I think deal that, with that reaction. Yeah, Rob, that and that, you know, you asked that question earlier, you know, how have I been able to do this? It's from fucking up a million times. Like knowing what it knowing what I knowing what it feels like to to fuck shit up, man, to to ruin relationships, to uh hurt my children, to hurt past partners, to you know ruin business. Uh, relationships, ruined friendships. I know what it's like to fail at all those in all those ways for it because of the way I showed up. So over the years of practicing, it's it's gotten really easy to be able to show up this way because I know the benefit that it has. And I think for the listener, you're gonna fuck up. And if you <laughs> you, you, you want to continue you want to continue losing valuable people in your life? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's actually the easier thing, in in my experience, to be with difficult emotions because I see the benefit on the other side from 
doing it the other way for so long, doing it the opposite, the opposite way. So again, we can go back to that simple um, practice, the Vavoom method. That's, you know, that, that's where it all started for me. That one simple tool of dropping inside of my body and understanding my emotions, my thoughts, where those sensation live. When there's a difficult emotion, I know immediately in a nanosecond, that's anger. My throat's closing. What am I thinking? Is this person really attacking me? No, I'm, the, I'm running the company here. They're just giving me feedback. So for the listener, there is a simple practice and it starts with becoming more self-aware by dropping inside of your, your body and understanding what's happening and practicing. And, and, and you said that earlier as well, Rob, about giving yourself permission to be sloppy while you're practicing. You're gonna have to start practicing something different if you wanna show up differently. And this is a simple tool that you can begin with. Um, that's been really helpful for me. Yeah, I'm gonna, gonna jump in here as well. Like, what do we mean by dropping in? Dropping in sometimes means that you shut out all the outside distractions. So go to your car, close your eyes, slow down your breathing and pay attention to what your body is doing. If you can't do that, just like request a few minutes alone or like get yourself into isolation for a bit and pay attention. What's the story that I'm telling myself about what's happening? What is actually happening? Am yeah. I overreacting in this situation? Is this anger like justified or not? Um, so I'm just beginning to pay attention and check in. Am I falling into patterns of behavior that usually show up for me in these types of situations? And if I am, then I can like really just set aside whatever story my brain is telling me about what's happening. This person is attacking me. No, that's probably not true. Put that aside. Hey. Yeah. And, and then, then when you get for the truth. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you get really good, you're actually doing it in real time in the moment in, in the actual interaction with the other human being where you don't have to take space, you know, and that happens sometimes. And that's really gratifying because that is then the, the, your, my brain is being rewired. There's a new way of me dealing with things. And I'm, it's, it's like, it's like making these new neural pathways inside i'm becoming a new human being i'm it's so gratifying after losing so many relationships and fucking up so many times that this practice has rewired my brain to be able to handle difficulty in the moment and and, and yeah absolutely take space if you have to and it, it's really i just see how cool it is and how good it makes me feel to be able to to help myself and ultimately help some help someone else out like in, in real time yeah yeah that bit around like hey do you want to keep losing high quality people in your life really is hitting home like that's something that i see in myself it's something that i'm actively working on and i, I think that like it's impossible to undersell how important that is if you are in a situation where you feel like i'm alone i'm unsupported people keep leaving me any of those things, then there's a really good chance that this is the skill set that's been missing the entire time. Can I be with the intensity of being with other people? Um, and this isn't to say that you need to fix it today, right? Or that you need to take it on like there's something wrong with you because that will make it even stickier and hard to, harder to address. 
Um, but it is like being willing to take a look at this situation and be like, if I continue down this road, what is it going to look like for me in 10 years? Am I going to have yeah. zero friends? Am I going to be like lonelier than ever? Because if you don't want that outcome, if whatever you're looking at right now, whatever's staring you in the eye is like filling you with dread and hopelessness, then this is an area where growth would be, I think, a beneficial thing. Yeah. Yeah. I realized after I lost a couple of marriages, relationships with my own children, that I was the one common denominator in all of my relationships, man. And I, I just pointed the finger at myself, not in, you know, not in a blaming way. I just took that. You said this earlier too. A leader takes radical responsibility. And when you're leading other people, it, it's your responsibility to, to take it on. Like, and I, and I, I just did. And I was like, I am going to be relentless in the pursuit of changing the way I deal with conflict. I'm going to show up differently. I don't want to continue to keep losing people in my life, man. Especially the, my, my closest, most important relationships, man. So I value relate. Relationship is like my North star, man. I value relationship. <clears throat> and so I don't ever think I'm looking like a fool. When I just, you know, when I it feels like I'm taking a hit, it's like, okay, cool. I'll take it, man. Mm. No problem. Oh, that's huge. You're doing it because it's worth it to you. You're like, oh, like this, this person is important to me. I'll take the hit. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I find that very, even in our, especially in our relationship, Rob, that, you know, we, we get into conflict on a regular basis, man. And. <laughs> I love, I love that, that, and here's the other thing for the listener too. There's when you're able to have this skill set on the other side of conflict, when you can work through it in the present moment, no resent, no shit builds up over time. So there's your relationships are clear and current. There's nothing in the way of you guys being present with one another. You know, there's such a, a, a solid connection on the, on the backside. And, and so this is, part of the rewiring man i just see the benefit over time of practicing this skill set and how my relationships have changed over the years and how how valuable um you know how i only want to be surrounded by quality people that also have this skill set and i realized as a leader it's my responsibility to model it i can't expect other people to want to show up this way and i noticed when i do they tend to change too without me having to say anything or expecting them to be different than they are. When a leader shows up and models how he wants others to show up rather than telling them, he's like, I'm embodying this. I'm showing up this way consistently and congruently. And today I wasn't. And so my friend called bullshit on me and I was like, oh, she's right. Let me, let me, let me, show up the way that I want to show up and it changed the whole dynamic. It changed everything, man. It really did. It, it, so it's so beautiful and so valuable in my experience to learn how to deal with conflict. I, I can't even, you know, I get excited talking about it with you, man. It's, it's, it's not something to be avoided. It's something to run towards man. And, and, and I know again, from failing quite hard and frequently for so fucking long 
Yeah. And, and I, I want to paint a picture here. So if you're listening right now, um, for some added incentive here, what becomes possible when this skill set is reaching a point of mastery is it's more enjoyable for me to do it than to not do it. If, if I look at what it takes to become a successful person, right? A lot of what stops me from getting to that point is this fear of people and rejection and how they're going to treat me, what they're going to think about me, how it's going to feel if someone is like, no, you can't have this thing. And you've wanted it for your entire life. And it's like that opportunity comes crashing to the ground in front of you. So much of what Scott is talking about in terms of leadership is, hey, I understand how to deal with that sense of rejection. This person feels like she's coming at me. She's rejecting me. She hates mm -hmm. who I am. Mm -hmm. Wait, no, hold on. Let me sit down and have a conversation with this person. Let me get onto the same page as this human being. Now, all of a sudden, the next time that fear of rejection is less. I know how to handle this. I handled it last time. I'm going to handle it this time. And as you build that muscle, all of a sudden, people aren't a source of fear anymore. And the thing to remember is that everything that we own is something that was given to us by another person. They either made it or they sold it to us. It was built for us, right? And so when we can get very comfortable with people, every door opens. You won't be limited ever again. You'll get the things that you want inside of this skill set. And what we've described sounds really intense and scary. I fucking know because like every time I step into a leadership role, it's triggering as hell for me. And yet this is how we advance, right? We have to be willing to make that move. And, and the other thing I want to highlight here is that like, We've been talking about this in terms of dealing with conflict. Like, what does that look like when we apply leadership to dating or sex? Mm. And what occurs to me, and let me know your thoughts on this as well, Scott. Like, sure. it occurs to me that if you want to be a leader, you have to know what you want and what would feel good for you, right? There's that aspect. But it's also like, I'm going to take into consideration what this other person wants as well. It's not that I'm picking one over the other all the time. I'm trying to see what the overlap is and I'm making a decision based off of that and I'm willing to be wrong about it. I'm willing to make a mistake and fuck up and have it be non-ideal. Um, and my ability to do that, to be non-attached to that, is that I have strength in my own ability to regulate my emotions. I might have a reaction. But I can, I can deal with that. And 10 seconds later, I'll be fine and we'll just pick a new plan. So there's this complex dynamic. It's like a dance of what do I want? What do I need? What does this other person want and need? And can I just take a stab at it and be willing to fuck it up? Um, so does that feel like that's true for you in terms of like how you navigate? Absolutely, man. I couldn't have... I mean, you said it perfectly, man. That that's it. Like, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That I mean, that is that is it. And you know, I, as you were saying that, what I was noticing was there's nothing in me. <laughs> I've said this before too. Like, that wants to be right. Like, I don't. I I think it's so fucking sexy <laughs> that you can just admit you fucked up. 
Like that's a, that's a sexy quality. If I, like, I was just thinking what I just did, there's this woman, powerful woman who, who is a great friend of mine. And I, when I walked back into her place of business, cause that's where we were. And I just got nose to nose with her. And I said, you know what? I'm sorry. And no, I, I didn't feel any shame. I didn't feel wrong. I was just feel like I just owned that I wasn't showing up in a way that was congruent with who I say that I am. And she saw it, called me out, called me forward. No, yeah, man, that's powerful. That's vulnerable. Hey, I fucked up. I know how I fucked up and why I, or what I fucked up around. I'm sorry. And I'm going to do something differently right now. And I did. And so to put yourself out there and be vulnerable and be willing to say, Hey, I'm not perfect. I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to get it right all the time. I think is, is a, is a very powerful place to come from. And I think it's a sexy place to come from. I feel sexy to be honest with you, Rob. I do like thinking about it. Like I really do. I'm like, God damn, that was a, that was it. Yeah. That feels, I feel strong. I feel sexy. I feel, I feel, um, a little raw. Yeah. And I feel good. Yeah. I, I, I want, I want to hear a, a few examples of like how you bring this leadership to dating. Well, I've heard them, but I want the listener to hear them. Like, how does this look? Cause like earlier you were mentioning that example of a, of a young woman that you were uh, romantically involved with and like how you're taking the reins there. Like, and, and I want you as the listener to pay close attention to this because this this is the way to do it. This is this is the way, the way to play the game. If you want to be an attractive leader inside of dating, um, you gotta listen to this man. Yeah, this is a, an example. I was texting. We're me and this um, young lady are going out. We're gonna do a workout tomorrow tomorrow night, and she was on her way to work, and we were trying to figure out places to go grab a smoothie or juice afterwards because she had a an a, an appointment. At 8 p.m., the workout was at 5.15 to 6.15. I asked her out for, you know, if if she had time afterwards to go grab a smoothie. You know, we were going to have some dinner and chat a little bit. And, again, she was on her way to work. So we had very limited time. I mentioned a couple places. She mentioned a couple places. And I realized, listen, I'm going to take the reins here. She's on her way to work. She doesn't need to be dealing with finding a place for us to go eat. I'm off today. I've got plenty of time. And this is typically what I do anyway. I just said, hey, listen, I got this. I've got a plan. You just show up. I'll have it all taken care of tomorrow night. And I can just, I know, I know you can't really tell through a text how someone feels, but I just imagined that her rushing to work, then also trying to find somewhere for us to go. Like, I'm going to take the leadership here. Listen, you go to work, you handle it. I got this all taken care of. You just show up tomorrow. It's a done deal. And her response was when I sent that to her, because that's what I said. She just said, man, thank you so much. I love that about you. And so I felt this sense of her just relaxing, not worrying, because I know a lot of women tend to want to have, you know, they want to, they're in the roles of like moms and, you know, they own businesses. And so they are in this masculine kind of energy. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to take the reins here. You just relax. 
so she got to relax into like a more feminine, softer, uh, I'm going to work. I can deal with that. I don't have to deal with all this bullshit. He's got it under control. I felt really strong. And I imagine, you know, that looks sexy. So yeah. that that's the example I got, man. Is that is that is that a good one? That's that's exactly it, man. Because I think a, a lot of a lot of us would go into that situation, myself included, where it's like, okay, how about this restaurant at this time? That's the extent of the leadership that I'm taking. But like hearing you, like, hey, I'm presenting this person with this gift. It's like a mystery box now. I'm gonna handle it. Don't worry about it. Meet me here. The rest is on me. I can imagine that being not only a, like a sense of relief for that person, but also like excitement, like, oh shit, like this person's preparing this experience for me. And it, it's not even like that. Scott isn't doing something that's different than other guys are doing per se. Yeah. It, it's just that like he's taken so much responsibility for the situation and communicated about it that it shows up as just a different fucking experience. Yeah. Hey, Rob, also, man, I'm noticing the time and I have another call in like six minutes <laughs> <laughs> and I'm starting to feel like some discomfort in my body, like not wanting to end the conversation. And I know I have to be responsible as yeah. well. Yeah. All right. That's good. Um, and I think that's that's a good conclusion point for us. Uh, so <laughs> thanks for being here, y'all. Thanks for listening. I hope that you got some value out of this episode. I know I fucking did. Uh, and we'll catch you next Thursday, 8 a.m. Pacific time. Yo, thanks for thanks everyone for tuning in. Appreciate you. Take responsibility. Take bold action. Step into your to your warrior, into your leader, and and just yeah, <laughs> just do that. <laughs> <laughs> just lead harder. Yeah, well, yeah. lead smarter. Lead from your heart. Lead from a place of, you know, of understanding, of understanding, self and other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, compassion in all things. Yeah. All right, we'll catch you guys around. Peace. Peace.